Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. As a salon owner, you probably often struggle to keep the wage bill down. Now, I know this can be tricky for many business owners. There's a constant tug of war between wanting to grow and hire new people that you need, but also wanting to avoid blowing the budget on wage cost. I believe, though, that you can employ people at no cost. If you can get your team members income generating inside of your business fast, they can cover their own wages and more and make themselves free within weeks. I know, I know, you're probably asking, well, how the heck do I do that? I can't do that. Well, this is exactly what you'll find out in this episode. Discover how to get your team members income generating fast, like yesterday. Now, luckily, I've brought in my Salon Mastery Coach, Eloise, and we spill all of the juicy details. Let's dive in and find out how. Hey, Eloise, thank you so much for joining me on the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Super pleased to have you here. So excited to be here my second time so lucky me I got invited back <laughs> <laughs> you must have had something good to say <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> uh, now Eloise you work with me at, at Salon Owners Collective you and I together run the Salon Mastery Program and the Momentum Program yeah. uh, it's such a pleasure having you you're the energy that you bring to the program but uh, I'm keen to hear from you what what's the thing you love to do the most uh, well, I love being part of coaching and Salon Owners Collective full stop. So I really, I love it all. Um, the best part that I love, what do I love? I love the fact that I get to show up and be myself and bring um, my level of energy, like you said, to every coaching session. That is always so much fun when you finally get to be in a role where you just show up to be yourself and share um, your experiences. So that's fun. I really particularly love um, income generating coaching. So all the coaching themes around smashing sales and helping salon owners see their potential and their income potential and how they can get their salons earning as much revenue and income as they possibly can and beyond that. Yeah, I think that's yeah, I think that's definitely your sweet spot. It's definitely what you bring to the table above everything else. Uh, is that because Eloise of your background? I, I always remember when we first met, uh, you telling me your sort of your story, how you were born. Maybe you didn't say with your hand in the till, but something like you were born <laughs> in the till. I'm not quite sure shop. what was going on there. You were born in a shop, um, yep. but this has been part of your life for a long time. Would that yes, be true? Absolutely. So I was. I am a fifth generation shopkeeper on all sides of my family. So my entire family, every which way, up ways and sideways and down and everywhere, you look at small business owners and very successful small business owners. So I had a great um, apprenticeship in small business from the minute 
um, I was born. I went from the hospital to a workbench in the back of a florist shop. <laughs> and then, so I was either in a florist shop or a nursery or a hair salon or somewhere in someone's business being loosely supervised <laughs> and serving customers, <laughs> I would call it, with my cousins and my sister. So, yeah, I have um, always been in a shop environment. So I don't think um, I could do much else but be a shopkeeper, <laughs> really. And that's what being a salon owner is, really. I mean, we call it salon ownership in our industry. Um, but it's just a shop like everything else, like all other shops and retail spaces. Um, we sell time and products. Um, whereas other shops would sell, you know, products, retail products. So yeah, same thing, but different. I really resonate with that word shopkeeper because when I was a little girl, it was just me and my sister and we used to play shopkeepers and teachers. Yes. And so I feel like those things have kind of come true in my life. Uh, I was a shopkeeper and, uh, and now I feel like I'm kind of doing the teacher, teacher. piece. Yes, yeah. exactly. I can, I totally relate to that too. And I think most of us in the industry, we all have so much in common, right? That's how we've all ended up in the same place because it's what what's what unites us um, and I think that many of us could say that same thing we all had lots of fun um, playing hairdressers shopkeepers and um, teachers with our students imaginary students all lined yeah. up and I have to say own. I was all the always the teacher and my poor sister had to sit down with all the teddies and dolls and yes. be the student <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> Yes, now, yes. one of the things that we come across uh, when we're working with salon owners is this challenge of keeping our wage as a percentage in line and not lent, letting the wage bill, it's already the biggest bill that we have, but not letting the wage bill consume us and take over and not leave any profit left for the business. And I think, you know, the challenge that you and I often end up talking about is how do we balance paying our income generating people, our stylists and therapists, and manage the balance of that, which is the support team, whether it's front of house, whether it's uh, an apprentice or someone to support so we can keep the level of service high. Um, but how do we do that and keep our wage as a percentage low or at least to the right level that we can continue to be profitable and to future-proof ourselves? And so I really wanted to have this conversation with you today because I think it's one of the biggest challenges in business ownership is to get that right. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. It's a challenge. It's a vulnerability in the business, bringing new people into a business. It's a vulnerability cost-wise, culture-wise. Um, it presents lots of problems that can be addressed proactively so that, um, in fact, they're not problems at all. They become strengths of your business. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think the biggest mistake uh, that people... Uh, do when bringing new people into the businesses that we don't make them income generating fast enough so oh, we thought this okay. was a good topic to discuss today yeah. would you agree yeah. I agree 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 yeah all right well let's talk about it um how do we how do we actually employ people for free yes. how do we employ new people into the business and actually make them free to us super yes. quickly so we can confidently employ the right levels of people quickly so I think this is the challenge for us today how do we employ people for free how do we employ people for free I know it's a crazy thought right well for a lot of salon owners out there they'd be like what are you talking about how do you employ <laughs> people for free so obviously well maybe not obviously but what we think um, is that you can get people income generating 
fairly quickly in your business so that they're actually paying their own wage. So they might not be completely above, they might not be making three and a half times their wage, but they could definitely be making twice their wage so that they're covering their wage very, very quickly in the process of them starting. So going from hiring to on the floor very, very quickly. So I think one of the first things is you have to have a plan and you have to have that plan be super well thought out detail orientated and robust enough so that it addresses all of the vulnerabilities that bringing in a new person presents to the business. So what are the threats that that brings into um, bringing someone in? What, does, what are the threats that that puts the business under? What sort of stress does that put the business under? So obviously culture is one. So bringing someone in um, can definitely be disruptive to the culture. We don't know this person. Um, this person doesn't know us very well. So we have to have a plan so that the onboarding process um, welcomes the person into the business and you hire this A-grade person. You, you hire someone because you believe in them, but very quickly without a fantastic um, beginning onboarding process, you can turn that A-grade person into a B-grade person, right? I've seen that happen many, many times where you hire a unicorn before you know it, they're like, they're a donkey. You think, how did, <laughs> how did this happen? You know, um, and really, I mean, it has to be, instead of having this blame on the person, we should really sort of implement this no blame culture and we have to look at the system and blame the system. So having a really solid, I love a two week onboarding process, um, but it might look different in everyone else's world, but having this where they come in and learn all the things, this is how we do it here, how, how everything sort of runs, all the bells and whistles in the business is a really great way to make a great first impression on the person coming into the business. So you wow them and you surprise them and impress them with your level of organization, your attention to detail. You set up those expectations really super clear and you have this sort of space where there's no stress. You're not stressed, they're not stressed. You have it all booked out well in advance the time because there's a real solid time frame. There's a lot of time in recruiting. And if we sit back and look at this sort of high level, there's a massive amount of time between wanting someone, so putting the ad wherever you choose to do so, on Seek or um, Facebook or Headhunter, any of these great um, avenues that we've got to use. There's a massive gap between when you put that ad on to when that person can walk in the door. So if you create a plan using all of that time in a super clever way and having that roadmap for them coming into your business, it's um, definitely step one, I think. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I think let's go through. We've got four steps we want to share today yeah. to the, the, I guess, the four-step roadmap to uh, ensuring that we can employ people and quickly have them uh, cover their own wage. Uh, so let's go through those four steps now. Let's first talk about number one is uh, the service menu. I'm going to hand that over to you. Talk to us about creating a menu for our new employees. Yes, so super important. You have to have something for them to be able to do that's income producing. So we can't expect them just to come in and do everything and be able to be um, income generating from everything, every single thing that you've got to do on, on your menu. They just can't learn everything on the menu. I, I gl I'm glad quickly. that you established that quickly. Like we're not saying come in and turn them into a stylist in the first no. six weeks. This is not what we're saying. No, Special menu. Fact, let's, even, let's even consider just for the point of this exercise, 
let's consider this person new to the industry, very, very green. So let's really fine tune it. So let's assume that the person is new to the industry. So create all, even if you're hiring in a hair salon, a second or a third year, so still quite green. So that they're quite similar um, at their level. So if you're hiring someone that's super green, you can definitely create a service. So it doesn't even have to be um, a full menu, but you could definitely create a service or services that are highly profitable of a low skill level that can be taught quickly through just repetition, repetition over a number of weeks. And then they can be transferred um, from doing them on models to clients quite quickly. And then they spend a portion of their day just doing those services, which allows for their income to be um, earned. Their wages can be earned by doing one or two of those services, perhaps in the morning. And then in the afternoon, they're free to be support to the salon and do the rest of their training, complete the rest of their training to become uh, a full-fledged hairstylist or beauty therapist in your business. So you've got this best of both worlds. They've got their income generating hours, which are services that are high in tickets. So something like um, keratin hair straightening or keratin hair smoothing in a hair salon, perhaps even for girls and um, young men that have already had some experience, but they're still super green. You might do uh, global colors, things like that and blow waves. So things that you can teach preferably in two or three weeks when you do an intensive um, boot camp style training where you just focus in on this one service. So you'd be needle-like focus um, in your determination to have them serviceable, in, you know, client ready in this two week period or three week period. And then you transfer them over so that they're doing clients um, after that and, and sort of earning their wage back. But then there's still plenty of other time during the day or the week for them to complete all the other things that they need to progress um, within the business over time. Yeah, I really love this approach because it, it serves so many things. First, it covers their wage. Uh, within the first six weeks, you can have somebody covering their own wage and Absolutely. they're basically uh, a support person for free. Two, you get the support person without having to have the investment. Um, number three, you are also paying for your trainee uh, for your, your it's a long tail um, servicing the long tail of constantly having new recruits coming up and learning and training. So you've always got a new stylist or therapist to go because inevitable, inevitably people will always leave. They'll have babies, they'll travel overseas, they'll leave the industry. We always need to have fresh people coming up underneath, grow our own. And this allows us to grow our own uh, without any cost. But I think most of all, young people want to come into this industry and they want to get their hands dirty and feel like they're becoming a hairdresser or becoming a stylist quickly they don't want to and they won't have the patience to be behind the broom for 18 months yeah. before they get to touch a client and I think those days are gone, gone. yeah gone Pay, yeah, okay so we dues. paying your dues doesn't look like uh today what it looked like 10 years ago yeah. yeah and this can keep them happy doing these specialized services just for them that you can train them quickly while they still sweep the floor make the coffee do the training learn to become the long-term skill but they everybody's happy in this in this scenario yes it's a win-win you'll be able to hatch more of your own eggs because um the chickens are feeding themselves so yeah absolutely <laughs> a little bit of, little bit of cannibalism here but sure <laughs> okay let's go through some of those services both hair and beauty so we've got keratin smoothing treatments 
treatment upgrades, uh, yes. you know, being able to do all of those upgrades for the senior stylist, simple yes. global color. Let's face it, if you actually want to apply a global color service, you can actually teach that skill. It's pretty repetitive pretty quickly uh, and the blow wave. Uh, what about in beauty, Eloise? Oh, beauty is a good one too. So um, massage, I love starting them off on massage because the benefits later on, you start to build up their strength. Um, so they have ongoing benefits. So teaching them a simple back massage, creating a seasonal office, so a very simple facial, um, which has um, has all the products sort of all set out. This is a packaged product, a packaged facial, so there's not much um, eating left or right. And you can have someone else do the skin analysis for them. Um, you might you might start with LED light therapy. That's a high cost service um, with very minimal um, risk, and all skin types can have LED light therapy. Um, so there's lots of opportunities just just within those three. Um, there's lots of opportunities to create lovely packages um, or singular services that are highly profitable um, within the um, average dollar spend that you want for the business and um, low skill set. For sure. So someone else is pre-selling it to their existing client or a new client. Somebody else is caring for the consultation and the long tail stuff, the recommendations or whatever. This person is performing the service. They're not owning the client per se. We're not having to teach them how to rebook and we're not having to teach them how to upgrade. They're just coming in doing that poor piece of the service um, and ticking that box and, and it's more hands on deck, right? Exactly. They're just doing the do. Um, doing in the this do. case, yep, just doing the do. So they're building their um, hand and eye coordination. They're building their skills, sort of like a platform to leverage them into other services in the business. So they're getting a feel for skin. They're getting a touch for hair. They're learning about different skin types. They're learning about different hair types um, just, just by touching and feeling. So they're increasing their level of awareness um, and their exposure to all different types of people, all different types of hair types and skin types in our business without having to actually know too much about it and still being able to most importantly produce a quality result for their client because this really isn't about cutting um, corners with quality um, it's about creating a service that can be done very very well by these people not um, we're not by any means sort of suggesting that you throw together something that's not of the standard that's already presented in your salon we want it to Which be I on par which I guess is why you're talking about this is laser focused uh, training and induction. So that's a good uh, segue into talking about well, what is the roadmap from arrival to uh, six weeks down the track? We want to have them income generating in six weeks. What does that roadmap look like? Yeah, so acknowledging that, um, that there can be a roadmap, I think, is a really integral part of all of this. Recruitment should be a really big, slow process that you take your time with. So if you're always recruiting in a proactive phase rather than a reactive phase, you're so much more likely to get it right and not have your business sort of attacked by those uh, threats that can happen with the recruitment process. So if you do a little bit of um, planning and have recruitment part of your um, annual calendar, so we recruit here and we recruit here in our business. And then every now and then you might have a unicorn walk in the door and you think, oh, I've got to put this girl on. Um, she's just too good to be true. Then by all means do that. But I wouldn't say, yes, you can start tomorrow. I would say, look, ideally I can get you in. I can. It takes me two weeks to onboard you. That's the induction process here. 
Um, so I can start you and you go to your calendar and you can see when you can actually bring that person into your business. Don't just bring someone into your business at an ad hoc um, sort of pace and expect to have this incredible experience, this incredible sort of outcome. It just, it just doesn't work like that. It's, 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 it's just not a way to start um, someone in your business. It's too disruptive and it, it very rarely ends um, with an acceleration and success. It usually always goes downhill from there. So anyone that's worth having will understand that there's a system and they will be respectful of that because they want to be set up for success as well. Anyone that's pushing to come in and say, well, if you want me now, I'll have to start tomorrow. They're not the right person for your business, I don't believe. Um, it, no good ever comes of that. So really understanding that the recruitment process, you've got weeks. It doesn't, you're not going to start this person and then all of a sudden you think, oh, how am I going to find them clients? And they started a week ago. If you really proactive and get ahead of this, you put the ad out, it's four weeks. You advertise for four weeks usually. So there's a whole month there for you to get your ducks in a row before you actually know who's going to be coming into your business. So if you think about what you can achieve in a month, it's just incredible. So that's the first four weeks. So in that first four weeks, you can tell the rest of the team, we've got someone that's going to be starting soon. They can start putting together a list of clients that might be interested in having this service that you've put together for the new person to do when they first come on board. So you've got this list of clients that are interested in having this fantastic, highly discounted or uh, highly attractive um, new service or whatever it is that you've come up with um, that the, this, uh, this new person who we don't even know yet is going to have. We can start already recruiting the people that are going to be spending the money to pay for this person. Does that make, does that make sense? Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So I'm going to unpack that a little bit. Yeah. So we've got a month's worth of recruitment. The ads are out there. People are applying. We're exactly. doing the uh, interviewing, interviewing and all of those things. And we yep. can, Put a, put a date in advance that says on this date we're going to have somebody uh, we're going to choose somebody usually they'll have to give notice or there'll be a little bit of a period of time before they actually start and we get two weeks to put the contract together and the roster together the and all and the forth. things Absolutely. And, the, and the goal is that on x date we have a somebody start and yes. we're far enough in advance so if we have the date committed we can now start to talk to clients team promotion because we know we've got two weeks of induction and then we've got four weeks of training, laser-focused training on the specific service that you've decided. Let's just, for the argument of today, talk of keratin smoothing treatment that you're going to yep. introduce to the business or that somebody is already doing, and you're going to have a specialist for that. So we can plan in advance when the promotion is going to start and Absolutely. start working towards that. Yeah, so the minute that you've, you put your ad out, you can almost um, six weeks from then say this will be person X, this will be their starting date. And that's when you'll start them because you create, you're in charge of this, you're driving the ship, right? So you can just, you can determine when the person starts. You might find them in the first week of recruitment, um, but then it's always great to give yourself that grace period because you don't know who else is going to apply as well. So it really just slows the recruitment process down, takes the anxiety out of the whole um, situation, I think as well. So you, you can make really clear, well thought out decisions I think what yeah. do you think yeah yeah amazing okay so let's recap uh the steps that we have talked about so far so first creating a high profit uh low skill service menu laser focused yes. to laser. ensure that we can cover 
the wage of a new recruit. Second, yes. we try, uh, create a roadmap for training and induction, two weeks of induction, four weeks of training on the said specialized service. And then we want to pre-plan for a fully booked column. Now, remember, it's not fully booked like a stylist or a therapist normally would, yeah. fully booked in terms of how much, how many clients do we need them to see to cover their wage. Yes, so it might only wage, be yeah. two clients a day. It might be one client a day one. over a week. It might yeah. just be one and that they get to do that while the rest of the time is filled up with training and support and all of the other skills. Um, yes. And so we need the roadmap. So that's the, the menu, the roadmap, the planning of the full column. Mm -hmm. So I know that this is a question, Eloise, that is going through people's mind right now. But what about my 16-year-old who I want to employ, she's really lovely, but she doesn't even know how to speak to a human or answer the phone yet. And now you're trying to tell me that she needs to do color and keratin smoothing treatment. <laughs> uh, what, about, what are we missing here? What's the missing piece? Okay, so I think that you're asking me, how do I turn this B-grade person into an A-grade rock star that can be income producing in my business? Because it does feel too good to be true, right? It's not, it can be done. And the the most um, productive salons in the country with a great recruitment process, they're already doing this. So there are people out there that are already doing this. So if they can do it, you can do it too. When you slow down your recruitment process and you have your recruitment in your calendar, so you get to choose these people. So you won't be choosing someone that can't learn um, things quickly, that can't adapt to the new environment. You're gonna pick someone that is the perfect fit for your business. If you've already got someone in your business and you think, well, I've already got her. She's here now. She's been here six months and she's not income producing. How do I um, turn this around now? Because I've already, I'm, she's here. I love her. She's too nice. I don't want to fire her. Um, you know, what do I do with her? That's fine. Clear, clear some time. Put some time into her and go back to what we talked about. Laser light focus. Just give her one thing she has to learn and just completely train, 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 repeat, repeat, repeat that thing. And so you have that plan for her at the end of this two weeks, you'll be able to do this. And then at the end of those two weeks, you'll be able to do clients slowly. And then at the end of those two weeks, you'll be able to do them on a, on a fast clock. So the way that the appointment would expect you to run. And if you have that dedication to it, you will absolutely turn B grade into A grade in a matter of weeks. It's just about showing up, being dedicated and doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. Don't underestimate the amount of times it requires you to teach someone the one thing before they can actually really nail it. And just being resilient about that, um, having some type of uh, stamina for that is the key, I think. Yeah, and I think also when you've got this strategy in mind, when you know the end in mind and you're going to recruit someone who is going to be able to be income generating within six weeks, you're not going to employ someone who's first out of school, who's never had a job before, who doesn't know how to open their mouth and talk to a human and pull the chair out and, and guide someone in. You want to employ someone who's got a little bit of life experience. You'll have that in mind in the recruitment process and in the interview process. Like, Can this girl in six weeks, can I see this girl in six weeks serving clients right now and if the answer is no then she's actually the wrong person to employ like don't employ yeah, that girl don't employ someone that has a long tail like oh my goodness it's going to take me 18 months to get this girl on the floor because she can't open her mouth right now like we need to change who we employ so we employ for this strategy
Yes, and don't underestimate too the benefits of changing your recruitment process. So once you change your recruitment process and you do this successfully, um, good news travels really quickly. The people that you'll attract into your business will be completely different to the people that you're attracting a year ago um, because like attracts like. And so don't underestimate how this will have an actual a compounding um, effect in your business. And so because that little superstar, she's, she'll have a friend or a cousin or a girl next door or something because she knows exactly what you're looking for because everything is so clear. When everything is super clear in your business and you know what you want and you know what your why is, you have this way of being able to hone in on that target and get exactly what you want, not um, close your eyes and hope for the best and just see what works out. <laughs> Absolutely. No more head in the sand. <laughs> no, 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 exactly. Yeah, because you're in charge of this. That's what I think a lot of us forget is we're in charge of all of this. So we're responsible for how this goes and we're also responsible for the end result um, to a certain degree. So, yeah, we're in charge of this. And I love that in this strategy we get ahead of our business. We're, not, mm. we're no longer reactive to what's happening. We can plan in advance, um, yeah, and be responsible for it. Amazing. Now, this is not something that uh, you dreamed up overnight. This is a strategy that you've been teaching salon owners to do for a while now with huge success. Yes, yes absolutely. Um, it's, and it is quite simple. The nuts and bolts of it are quite simple. You hire somebody, you know in six weeks' time they are going to need people to service. They're going to need a service that they can do that's uh, income generating, that can support themselves, their reason for being in the business. So there's no, um, it shouldn't be a shock to you. It doesn't need to be a shock to you that you're going to have to pay their wage and you're, and if they're not income producing to a degree, that is going to tilt your wage percentage way in the wrong direction. So um, you know in six weeks time from putting the ad on Seek or wherever, um, whatever engine you use for that, um, you know that um, I'm going to need people in that column and this person ready to service those people to make that little bit of money to cover themselves. So they are free to me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Eloise, amazing. I really appreciate your sharing your words of wisdom. Uh, it's always a pleasure working with you. Uh, we'll make sure that you come back and uh, share more gold dust with us in the future. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> My <laughs> pleasure. Love hanging out Ciao with you. Ciao for now. Bye. Bye. And that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode, took a lot out of this episode. Eloise, thank you so much for joining me. Now, I'd love to know what is your biggest takeaway from today's chat? What resonated? Now, remember, I'm always a messenger or in the profitable and successful Facebook group. So chat me, tag me, I'd love to hear. I'll leave the link on how to do so in the show notes of this podcast. Otherwise, I look forward to connecting with you same time, same place next week. Ciao for now. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner salon CEO and master your salon success. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or Spotify or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com. But make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.